0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Talking Football Gamblers Anonymous. And boy, do we have a good one for you. I looked at Dan's picks here and I was like, yeah, I almost picked this one. I almost took this one. I almost took that one. Love to see that that we're on the same page, given I didn't take some of them. So it'll be a fun little argument for our parlays. Uh, We're going to get into last week. Boy, were we close in our parlays. So first one, our normal, typical parlay. Rams fucked us would have had it would have had the five game parlay plus plus twenty three eighty three. would have been beautiful um our all overs we did miss two but both were super close so we had the ones that we missed were the Saints and Titans one which was off by a half a point because it was 45 and a half and they scored 45 and then we missed the old Miss Texas A&M one by seven points and that was just a heartbreaker because Ole Miss got into the red zone three times in three drives in the second quarter, and they walked away with three points. Like, all you had to do was walk away with ten. Ten points on three red zone possessions, and we would have had it.
1: Yeah, and uh, we were texting Saturday because, you know, we both started hot, and we stayed hot uh, most of Saturday with, you know, ultimately losing that Ole Miss over, which uh, I was out to, with family. You were filling me in, uh, texting me, and it was just like, they're right there. And that's the that's the double-edged sword of Ole Miss is, yes, they're aggressive and they're analytically driven, and they'll go for it on their own 35-yard line and steal a possession, is what I like to call it. you. Know, that's normally a punt situation. You steal a possession. But at the same time, they'll go for it on fourth down from the opponent's 30, and instead of walking away with three, you get nothing. So, so that's the, you know, hey, you live by it, you die by it of Ole Miss. Uh, man. Saturday was fun. We absolutely rocked it. Saturday, Sunday came around. The parlay was riding strong, and you and I were texting. And you're like, "We got the easiest game left." And I said, "That's the scariest part about it. It's always the gimmies, the games that seem too easy. Like Vegas missed something. This has got to be a slam dunk, no doubt. Here it is. They get you. They did. They, they get you every time. And yeah, uh, yeah that twenty three hundred dollar parlay we had rocking just one game short
0: one game short yeah it was brutal um but like you mentioned like we dominated on saturday we combined went seven and one in college football this weekend uh really did well um again nfl took our lunch money like they it really we both i think ended up with a losing record um, last week so um but overall pretty dang good still i mean 20 you're 22 and 15 i'm 21 and 15 um we both have winning records on both the overall spreads and over unders. We're doing pretty damn good on both of them. So, I mean, I like where we're heading. Um, our parlay has gotten closer and closer each week. I can feel the wind coming in one of these next
1: in this next week or two and love to see it. So, I mean, so I, I, I'd hate to guarantee it, but it just feels like the momentum is building and we're going to get one in the next two weeks. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's right there. But uh, kicking things off, say I got an extra college game. I went six and four uh, college NFL. You went five and five, like we're supposed to. Uh, so I'll take the extra game here. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to take Wake. Uh, I'm going to take Wake going to Clemson. They're favored by four. Imagine saying this a year ago, right? Uh, ultimately, I think what it comes down to is I don't think Clemson can keep up with Wake. Uh, we say this every week, but Clemson's hot right now. uh, They've had a lot of offensive output, but they scored 30 against Louisville and Florida State. Those are two teams that I considered not good. And then they just dropped 44 on UConn. A UConn team that we were talking is one of the worst in college football. Those are garbage teams. You basically get 30 for showing up against those teams. Uh, Otherwise, I I just don't think that Clemson is going to keep up. I mean, this is a Wake team that's averaging 45 points a game. They haven't been under 40 since October 2nd, and they're playing real teams. They're playing, you know, the ACC schedule. They're not playing UConn and Florida State. So this is a team that's always putting up, you know, that 45. So let's just give them 45. And then let's say Clemson equals – you know what they've done the last three games that's averaging out at, you know, 35, 38, that still doesn't even cover the spread. So I just don't see Clemson keeping up with wake. I think it's going to get one dimensional early because wake just scores every damn time they get the ball. So yeah. Give me wake, give me four. And they're the, they're the dog. That's the best part. I mean, they're getting four. So yeah, I, I like wake here. I like the money line. I like Wake covering. Give me all the wake.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought about going this and I decided to go the opposite route in the sense of I still think Wake wins, but I'm just going to take the over. I mean, you proved my point. Literally everything you just said proved my point. Um, the over is 56. We were just saying Wake goes over 40 every single time, like every time they do. So I'm like, all right, that automatically means at worst, I need Clemson to score 17 points. I do think that they're playing a little bit better. Yes. You brought up odd points, about they're playing some garbage teams while they're putting up these 30 points. One to what? Okay, that's fair. How about you just put up half of that, Clemson, half of what you've been doing against garbage teams, and that'll make the over. Um, And honestly, I think Clemson, or I mean, I think Wake hits 45 easy, um, if not 48. That leaves Clemson needing 10. Clemson will put up 10 points. They just will, because honestly, yep. Wake's defense isn't that good either. Like right, exactly. We just right? saw them give
1: up 50 55 to North Carolina. Yeah, exactly. North Carolina's an offensive juggernaut by any by any means this year.
0: Yeah, and they put it, they gave up a ton of points against NC State yes last weekend too. So um yeah, so I'm taking same game. I'm just taking the over. But for the record, I easily would have taken Wake at plus four as well. I just felt more comfortable with the over.
1: Yeah, and I think this is a this is an instance where this is this week Treese beat me to the sheet. Uh, usually I beat him to it. This week I hopped on and said, "Oh, oh, it, it, it's updated. He's got picks in." Uh, so I kind of wanted that overpick, but I like that game so much. I was like, all right, we'll give him the over, give me the spread. Uh, we'll just see how things shake out. Next game, I'm kind of breaking my own rule here. Uh, you know, I've been the Ole Miss guy and I just take Ole Miss. I'm actually going against Ole Miss this week. And it's a little risky, but the spread is just so big. Vanderbilt is a 36 and a half point dog against Ole Miss. And when you see that, it just, that just screams cover. Uh, So here's the thing. So Vandy's getting 36 and a half. Ole Miss recently has only, they dropped 37 on Liberty. So that's basically the entire spread. If they shut out, Vandy, that's what it would come to, but Old Miss hasn't scored 47 because let's just say hypothetically Vandy gets 10. As you said, you know, like you basically show up, you can get 10 points in a game. That's not hard. That would mean Old Miss would need to score 47. Okay. If Vanderbilt scored 10, they've only scored 40 above 47 three times this year since October 9th. And that that was in a shootout with Arkansas, where we, I think we had a combined 42 points in like five minutes. The other two occurrences were Austin PV and Tulane. Those games don't count. I mean, those are, those are non-Power 5 games. So I think just ultimately Ole Miss gets a lot of credit for being this offensive juggernaut, and they are. I, mean, I think they can score on demand. But at the end of the day, this spread is so big, it's borderline uncoverable, in my opinion, for two Power 5 teams. So, yeah, give me Vandy, and I'm just going to hate it the entire time. But I think it's going to be right. Yeah, you're yeah you're
0: gonna be stressing because Ole Miss is gonna get up early and it's it's gonna stress the fuck out of you to be honest. Like you, they're gonna get up twenty one in the first quarter and you're just gonna be like, oh no. But honestly, I kind of I kind of dig this. Like I kind of see them once they're up twenty eight, like they start coasting a little bit. Yeah. Vanderbilt puts up a field goal and then they put up a late touchdown type thing and they end up, you know, ends up being a 30 point game or a 29 point game. So I kind of like this. So, um, I'm with you there. Um, we talk about the over so much cause they're fun. I'm actually going to take an under here and I'm taking under for the game of the week. And no, I'm not talking about where college game day is going. I'm going where they should have been going. And that's, to my backyard in Salt Lake city Um, Utah versus Oregon pac 12 showdown. We got the East or sorry, the South leader and the North leader. We got these two teams that have this history of, I mean, Oregon dominating us for a long time and then you know when a couple of years ago we went into we went into Eugene and put up like 59 on them like just completely dominated them um and then we obviously played each other in the Pac-12 championship a couple of years ago and Justin Herbert did his thing and they rushed all over us they kind of bullied us when Like Utah was number five team in the nation right then. And that was the week before, obviously, they decided the playoffs. It was Utah, you win and you're in the college football playoffs. And we shit the bed and lost by 20. Um, But with all that being said, 59 and a half just seems way too big. Um, Utah's offense is really good and Oregon can get going, but like this just feels like a typical Pac 12 game. And this is the game that Kyle Whittingham is saying, let's go into halftime tied seven seven let's go to the second half oregon you don't want any part of a close game in salt lake city in this cold weather against us like you don't want that so i think that kyle's like let's go old school here let's just slow it down let's let's ground and pound it and you know let's keep their offense off the field let's wear out their defense so then in the fourth quarter when we need to just bully and push them around we're going to be able to so give me the under 59 here um this game's going to be electric um i i've already tweeted this out so some people are yeah we've already heard this Teresa. man it, this game is gonna be awesome it's 5 30 kickoff time so it's right at sun sunset for us um my tailgate's chili cook-off week, which is going to be just – it's the best week of the year. It's our sixth annual one. Funny enough, our very first tailgate ever was against Oregon. So it's just its just full circle at this point, and I can't wait for this Saturday.
1: Yeah, and uh, this was the game that I was kind of like softly supposed to come out for. Uh, so I'm pretty, pretty pissed about that because it's deer season here. Uh, so this is one of the few games I'll be able to watch. Because uh, it'll be dark. I mean, it gets dark here at 4.30. So uh, I'll be able to watch this game. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but how do you feel about Utah at home favored by three against Oregon? I mean, it's just yeah, I, weird to see that you know Utah's yeah. been on a hot streak. They have, they've worked their way up to I think I believe they're 24th in the nation right now. But you're 23rd hosting as of today. 23rd. Okay. Well you're and you're hosting the number three team. Like that's a weird dynamic just to look at. So I think there's going to be a lot of public money on Oregon, but yeah. like you said, this looks like a Utah game where it's like, okay, let's just beat the hell out of you in the trenches and make yep. it to where, when the fourth quarter rolls around, you're dragging your head, you know, you, you, know, you just don't want to come out and play anymore because this is a Utah team who's found their identity in running the ball. Uh, you yes. said, you know, was it, was it last week that they had over 200 yards rushing in the first half? Just yeah, so insane. two weeks ago against Stanford, 323 in the first half. Insane. Exactly. So this is a team. I think that helps the under too, because uh, you know running the ball is going to shorten the game, less possessions. Uh, I like where your head's at here.
0: Yeah, um, but to answer your question, I I wish we weren't favored. I really wish we weren't, I get weird to say, but like, I really, I truly wish this was just a, either a pick em or they were minus three and we were plus three. Um, it, it's super strange to be favored against the number three team in the country. It it's a very, very weird thing.
1: Right. And uh, Hey, next game up, we have a rare match for us. We are both taken so throw this on the over parlay. One of uh, I think this is coming, becoming a brand. Team for us, they keep finding their way into the bit. rundown, and that is the University of Texas San Antonio against UAB taking the over at 54. Uh, I don't know about you, Trees, but this is one I was looking at this morning, uh, in between meetings. And I just I like to get you know one midweek game in, and uh, UTSA, I was like, you know what, hey, they're hot, I'm gonna ride them. The offense hasn't led me wrong yet. And I just stuck with, them curious what your, uh, what your process was. Yeah. Uh, kind of the same process and just looking like my main concern
0: was UAB. Right. And so I just did, you know, my research there and yeah, I mean, they're, they're a high powered offense as well. They're moving, they're, you know, they're moving the ball up and down the field on everybody as well. Um, both of these teams have scored over 30 points in seven of their 10 games. I mean, it, when both teams can do that, it just feels like this is a classic game that ends up with 80 points in it. Like it is a 41, 45 type game. Like it just feels like it's going to be high powered. This is the overs dream in a sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, right there with you. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go big 12 for my next game. I'm taking Baylor and a pick them against Kansas state, which feels weird to me. Uh, Baylor's a team that is still playing for a new year's six bowl. Uh, I think the way the math works out, they're technically out of the big 12 championship. Don't quote me on that, but I think, you know, the way things work, if a two lives team gets in and they lose, then Baylor would hop in if Oklahoma made the playoff. And there's a lot of moving pieces, but they still have an outside shot at a new year's six bowl under Dave Aranda coming off a huge win against said Oklahoma. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this and I just I will not pick Kansas State in a single game this year because of that damn TikTok before the season in the locker room. I just I'm sorry, maybe it's, you know, me yelling at people to get off my lawn, but I just can't bet on a team like that. So in a pick 'em, hell yeah, give me the Baylor Bears. Honestly, I I totally like
0: skipped over this this pick 'em. Um, I probably would have considered this one as well cuz I Yeah, I think Baylor is by far and away a better team here. So, all right, I'm going to stick around in the Utah area. and I'm going to take BYU over Georgia Southern at minus 20. Um, 20, sure, it's a big number, but man, BYU coming off a bye. BYU, I think they truly understand that they have a chance if they just win out here, they're going to finish in the top 10. And that's just going to be a big thing for them, as uh, like, hey, the year that we beat Utah, the year that we got announced that we're going to the Big Twelve, you know, the year that, you know, all of these things, and we get to finish in the top ten after the year after we had the number two overall pick. Um, I just think that everything is riding right for BYU right now, and so give me that plus Georgia Southern. I mean, they're one in three in their. In, one in three this month and it has been a lot of bad games for them i just don't see the way that they can keep up with byu's offense and i think this byu defense is going to slow them down so give me byu at minus 20
1: right and hey the uh, coaching staff at byu might be coaching for a better job uh i don't know if you saw the rumors but apparently there's a there's a little bit going on behind the scenes there for my next game it Listen, uh, a buddy of mine, Andrew, he listens to the pod. So, hey, shout out, Andrew. He is the king of if there's ever a night game where the home team is a dog, it's just an instant bet. Like, it, it's it's the dude's cocaine. He just can't get enough of this. And as soon as I saw this game on the schedule, I knew. I texted him. I said, did you put any money on the Oregon State game yet? And he goes, I just saw it. Uh, Oregon State at home, night game alternate uniform game all all black alternate uniform game three-point dog at at home like i said against arizona state absolutely give it to me i i I gotta take them i mean hey if you like betting narratives whatever this is an absolute trifecta slam dunk what more could you want uh i actually kind of like the uniforms i saw they got a little pushback on twitter but that just seems to happen anytime anything happens in general. But overall, I think this is a game where Oregon, Oregon State's going to be able to run the ball. I do. I think they're going to be able to run the ball here, so I'm not touching the over. But I'm just going to keep it at. I'm going to like. I like them getting three. Uh, so I think they'll run the ball early. They're averaging 228 230 yards a game. I like that quite a bit. Arizona State's got a good defense. They really do. A lot of future NFL players on that defense, probably mid late round guys, special teams guys, but they'll be in the league. I assure you that. Uh, so yeah, overall, I think Oregon state, I don't know if they sneak out a win, but I think they do just enough to keep it within three with the uniforms, all the other narratives, like I said, so let's ride another night game to get excited for God. I hope this happens. I hope Oregon state just wins because if Utah
0: loses and Arizona State wins, then they're tied in the South, given Utah has the the tiebreaker, but then it goes into the day after Christmas, we have to beat Colorado. Again, at home, I feel feel super confident with it, but I'd love to go into my Thanksgiving break knowing the Utes are already in the Pac-12 championship. Again, I've already bought my tickets to the Pac-12 championship. I already got uh, my hotel and everything already booked. Uh, We did that well in advance, my tailgate crew, and I so, they've already tripled in price. Everything's tripled in price
1: since we've since we it. Uh, this is a big West Coast pod this week. We're yeah, really, it is. Really, yeah. really
0: going West Coast here. Big Pac-12 guys. I mean, I, I already am in real life, but like all of a sudden you you're becoming that. So there's it. no uh,
1: good Big Ten games. Yeah, okay. With Ohio State, and Michigan State, State Michigan players Michigan State. this weekend, but I'm staying the hell away from that. State, I, yeah, I wanted no I, part I, of I it. didn't like that at all. Yeah, the nineteen scared me. I,
0: I was like, it kind of actually feels a lot like when I took Penn State and at minus nineteen against Ohio State. I'm like, it just feels too big. But I'm like, but is it because Ohio State is it? so yeah, good? True. Like, so Ohio State's so good right now. I, I yeah, I had to stay away from it. Um, so I love that. Hopefully we go, go Beavers. Let's do this. Um, all right. I got one more. You got you got one more at this point. Uh, I'm taking Oklahoma at minus four at home against Iowa State. Iowa State coming off of a heartbreaker. What was it, sixty-two or sixty-four yard field goal from Texas Tech? Um, one yeah. of my one of my best friends is a Texas Tech alum. We love him. We literally just call him Texas Tech. That's a, that is what we call him. Um, he was the he was actually fun fact. He was the photographer for the school and team the year that uh, they beat Geno Smith when when they were when West Virginia was number one overall. And he has some of the most epic pictures I've ever seen like up high just the whole the whole stadium just filled and stuff it it was pretty cool um but back to this game oklahoma just coming off of a loss embarrassed iowa state coming off of a heartbreaker they could barely hang with texas tech i don't see how they're going to be able to hang with oklahoma's offense and i know that williams has struggled and rattler came in and all that stuff i don't think it matters for oklahoma either one of them can play honestly they've both probably are going to play because I don't see this game being very close.
1: Yeah, and anytime you lose a college game by a sixty, even a, a field goal over fifty yards, that's a bad beat. You know it is, and to be over sixty, I mean, NFL teams get <laughs> distraught when that happens. Uh, so yeah, I, I like that quite a bit. Oklahoma with now something to prove, um, especially to the voters. Final game could not go without any action. Okay, we got to get some skin in the game before Saturday comes. We got to cheat ahead. Treese. what if I told you there was a game between two sub-500-max schools that combined for 860 yards per game on average? And if you put their uh, offensive points together, they averaged 55 points a game. I'd like it. I would. I would like that. Okay. Now the over is at 59. So that's a little scary, but I'm talking about the central Michigan and ball state game. These two teams played last year. It was a 45, 20 ball state victory combined total. That's a 65 point game that crushes the over, but here's the interesting thing. Okay. And you don't see this early week. This line opened at negative two and a half for ball state. Okay. Okay. It has already flipped to a point and a half to Central Michigan. So we've already seen a three-point swing on this spread, which is telling me voters think that there's going to be points scored. Okay, so when you think there's going to be points scored, that's when we start smashing overs. Now, I look from this morning, from when I texted into now, it's already jumped from 59 to 62. So this is a line that's moving. This is an early week. Get on it now before the game. Because this is going to be, this could be a fun one. This could be a Mac touchdown fest late, you know, nine o'clock on a Wednesday. This could be a fun game. Love it. Love seeing that. Okay, cool. I'm in. I'm in on
0: that. That's awesome. Okay. That does it for college. And for the record, I know you said you chose six and four and I did five and five. I actually wanted to go like eight college and like two NFL. (laughs)
1: Um, Maybe just because I got my
0: ass kicked. Last Dude, week and this yeah. week is this week's been like it was hard it's to a find weird by. week. I,
1: I don't I don't like the teams, you know. This is that we're we talk about the bye weeks, and you get these teams that you're comp, you finally think you have them figured out and you like how they're playing, and either an injury happens or it's the bye week like the Saints. I is Kamara playing? Is he not? Thursday night. What Patriots running back is playing? I saw Cordell Patterson was limited today in practice. What you know is Wayne Goldman going to get the carries is freaking Mike white. gonna you know, the, the corpse of Mike what Davis you know? going to play. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's so, yeah. it's so hard to find NFL games that like you can hone in on and there's no variables. And yeah. I think that's probably why we're doing so good in college. But that being said, we did find a couple we liked. So we I'll, I'll let you get it started.
0: We did. Uh, I let's start off the one that we're both on agreement on. We both took the Colts and bills over 50. Um, Colts have scored over 30 in what four of their last five uh, couldn't do it last weekend against my Jags. Cause my Jags are all of a sudden, nobody wants everybody just likes to make fun of urban. But now that like, they're starting to at least be competitive games, nobody wants to make fun of urban anymore. So, I mean, a tough loss this weekend against the Colts, they lost by six. They had the ball in the 40, five yard line. And then they stripped uh, Lawrence with a sack fumble. Um, great defensive play by them. I uh, can't really be mad about that, but uh, felt like felt like they really had a chance of going in and driving and getting a game winning score there. But anyways, so they're scoring their, you know, that offense is scoring points. They're putting up, you know, 28-31 a game. We know what the bills offense can do. They looked great against the jets last week. Um, 50 just seems low for two teams that are consistently putting up 28 to 31 points.
1: Uh, What if I told you about your Jaguars? I started Trevor Lawrence in fantasy and and one. That's, that's impressive because he, he, he did not have a lot of, he had seven points and I played Russell Wilson, who had three, three points. I technically outscored my, my, Trevor Lawrence outscored Russell Wilson. So I I, yeah. did, I beat my opponent. It was there you go. gross. Uh, but no, like you said, I stared down the barrel at this 49ers Jaguars line. And I wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted it. And I couldn't touch it. Like you said, the Jaguars have just done enough where they're scary. Uh, and that started with the Bills. And hey, the last two games, that's Bills-Colts. Here we are. And I think both these offenses are humming. Uh, Cole Beasley should be back, I believe. So that's a nice safety net for Josh Allen and the Colts, man. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, baby. And Michael Pittman Jr.'s really got things going. I saw a stat earlier. He's like one of the top three receivers on third down uh, for conversion. Top. Yeah, the top. OK, perfect. And hey, even Carson Wentz is starting to come into his own. So I feel like that's another thing we've been saying every week for like three or four weeks now. So overall, these are two teams who are trying to get back on track. The Colts are building, trying to grab a playoff spot. Bills, well, because of division, they're pretty comfortable but uh yeah i like the offenses in this game i think this could be a big fantasy game a big game for the over love it all right uh i'm
0: gonna take my next one is gonna be another over i'm gonna take over 43 on the panthers versus the washington football team you have no chase young now so that defensive line now all of a sudden has like a little chink in it you know it's like okay like it's got that chip and can we attack it can we just make it bigger and bigger as we go. Um And now you have all of a sudden this Panthers offense is starting to get going. They have cam Newton back. They're starting to move the ball. They have this, all of this excitement. You have CMC back doing his thing, having tons of yards, having tons of receptions, panthers please be smart and don't run him into the ground like he left the game twice last week one because of a i think because of a concussion look at and then another time they looked and then the trainer started like massaging out his his hamstring again and so i'm just like that's that's the key right there like if he's needing that and he feels like he's getting tight like you're overworking him like it's okay the dude does not need 25 30 touches a game it's okay to let him have 18. Chuba Hubbard is doing just fine. Your your offense is going to be great with with McCaffrey in, even on, you know, 65% of the snaps, not 80%. But, anyways, back to it. And then Washington, what they just did against Tampa Bay man, they have got to be riding high right now. Super excited. That offense ending on a 19 play drive to make sure that Tom Brady does not get back onto the field was unbelievable. And I think it's going to be just great confidence for that Washington team. I could see this being a little bit of a shootout. Um, And I just, I have a lot of faith in the Panthers putting up at least 28, if not 31 points here to make it pretty easy for Washington to cover on the other side.
1: Yeah, and I think we always got to be weary of I don't know how, but Taylor Heineke is Tampa Bay's kryptonite. Uh, yes. That dude turns into a Hall of Famer. So we got like you know not overreact to last week against Tampa because uh, I think Tampa's a good defense. But at the same time, like you said, the Panthers seem to have a lot of good mojo right now. You know, Cam came back, scored touchdowns on his first two plays, and things seem to be trending the right direction. Uh, in the building. So yeah, I, I think this could definitely be an over, especially in the low forties. Uh, I'm going the other way. I'm going to go the under on the Pittsburgh charger game. Now this is a game. Once again, this could really pay to bet early because it came out today, Joey Bosa and Jerry Tillery for the chargers are going to miss because of COVID folks. This is already the 32nd ranked defense against the run. That's last for everybody keeping score at home. On the Pittsburgh side, we don't know about Big Ben, we don't. Uh, but what we do know is the Steelers like to run the ball, and they really like to run it with Najee Harris. On the other side, the Chargers, uh, their head the head coach Staley came out and said, you know, he's talked to how much how important running the ball is to him. Once again, these the Steelers bad against defense, twenty fifth in the league. So this is two teams that are really good at defending the pass, really bad at defending against the run. Both these offenses are going to try to run the ball. That screams a shortened game. That screams under to me. So love the under for Pittsburgh Chargers. I do too. Um, And I actually, I don't know if you noticed,
0: but earlier I actually had just the Chargers at four and a half on my spreadsheet, but I took it away. Once the, once the
1: Bosa News, Tillery came news came and out and yeah. Tillery
0: news came out i was just like okay now i can't trust it
1: right you and lose half your defensive line and you're already a bad run defense and you're already bad. You?
0: how do you do it right and then minka fitzpatrick for the steelers i'm just like this feels like a two teams that are going to just try to grind out points they're going to just grind it out and just be like all right here we go um and honestly if big bang comes back it doesn't make a difference it really doesn't <laughs> like we're talking we're talking a point or two so I love, I love the 47 right there. So I'll, I'll take that. Um, Moving on. I'm going to take the Ravens at minus six at the bears. Wish it was at home, but um, you could be like, man, dolphins, or I mean, they just looked like shit against the dolphins on Thursday night. How could you take them partially because of that? They looked like shit. They've had an extra few days and on the opposite side, the bears just came off of a buy and that buy couldn't have come at a worse time for the bears. Like they just finally started to get an offense that felt like it was clicking against the Steelers on that Monday night game. It finally felt like, holy shit, Justin Fields is doing his thing. They got things going. And then it turned into, now you get a week off and I feel like it's going to take them a week to get back into the groove of things. So um, I, I feel pretty confident in the Ravens at minus six here.
1: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I this is a big Ravens bounce back uh, because quite frankly, I don't think Nagy is smart enough to play cover zero against the Ravens all week or all game like the Dolphins were. And that'll segue right into another matching game that we have. And that is Dolphins as a three point favorite against the Jets. Miami seems to have found themselves Uh, a couple of weeks ago. I mentioned that Xavier Howard just said that we're starting to bring out the defensive plays that we were using last week or that they were using last year when their defense was so good. And I think you saw a lot of that last Thursday night when Brian Flores had the play call sheet for the defense and he took over himself and that made a huge difference. Uh, Offensively. Yeah. I think they're going to roll with Tua. You saw the spark when he came in, when Jacoby went down, the team started to play harder for Tua than they were Jacoby. Uh, So like I said, this is an audition at this point. You know, neither one of these teams are thinking playoffs currently. Uh, so all the players are just kind of auditioning for next year. But ultimately, I just think the Dolphins are at least, at least a three-point better team than the Jets.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to – we both took this. You literally said everything I was going to say. So, yes, taking the Dolphins. There. That is absolutely going to be one of our parlays here. Um, my last one is – the over on 55 and a half for the chiefs at cowboys the afternoon game um the nfl needs a shootout game they just do like it's just a fact after last week's poor games um i mean there's only three games that were within 3 points or i mean sorry within 6 points like everything was a blowout they i know the nfl wants a shootout they got two rockstar offenses that are going to be able to do that and i mean This is not going out of my way to say this, but the refs will be very much in the favor of these offenses to make sure some points get scored in this game. I'll just say it here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. And, you know, finally, we saw the Chiefs blow up. We finally saw that five-touchdown game for Mahomes that we've been waiting on for a month and a half. So, I, yeah, I think this is definitely a game that, you know, is this a Sunday night football game? No, it's just the afternoon game on CBS. Idiots. Yeah, yeah. I, this this is, a, this is the game you should put at 7 o'clock on Sunday night. Uh, but, yeah, uh, this last weekend, there was not any good games. There, there just weren't. All the games sucked. Uh, thankfully, you know, someone's got to watch on Thursday night instead. But, uh, yeah, I love the over there for Chiefs-Cowboys. Uh, we're going to go back. We're going to talk about Carolina and Washington again. You took the over. I'm taking Carolina three and a half. I think this is going to be a letdown game for Washington. We have Carolina at home. We have Cam coming home, three-and-a-half-point favorite. Like you said, McCaffrey, they did somewhat ease him in last week if it was because he was you know hurt for majority of plays. you know He had the, the hammy that needed to be stretched. He went to the medical tent for uh, a concussion check. But either way, he only played 55% of snaps last week. And I think that's the sweet spot. You see it with the Saints, where they were worried that Kamara was going to get hurt, so they brought back in Mark Ingram. Well, once you know it, Kamara went down. You can't have these sports car running backs taking a billion touches a week. We see it all the time. There needs to be a committee. So I like what Carolina is doing. I don't know if it's on purpose or an accident, but, yeah, Chuba Hubbard and, uh, oh, my God, the old running, the old Lions running back. Oh, God. I can't think of his name. The Lions running back. He, he's with, he's with Carolina now. It's oh, Amir, Amir Abdullah. Amir oh, Abdullah. Amir Abdul- Sorry, yes. I, and I, You're right. Lions, I was thinking Vikings. Like when I think all of I Amir could, Abdullah, could think, all no, I could yeah, think yeah. is Amir Abdullah preseason spin move. That's all yeah. I could think of. There you go. Lines is like, yeah. oh, this guy's a top fantasy pick. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, I think between those three, they have a really good core, and of course, Cam has no problem running the ball either. So I think between those four potential ball carriers, just limit the touches of Christian McCaffrey. And you'll be better for it. He'll be better for it. So, yeah. And then Carolina, the defense is finding themselves when they're not constantly put in bad positions by turnovers. So, yeah, love this Carolina uh, grabbing a win here at three and a half. Yeah. And what
0: I love about the Cam thing is is the Carolina Panthers coaching staff is going to be in full, I don't give a shit about your well-being because they know this is not a long-term solution where it's like, maybe it's just the rest of this year. Maybe it's into next year. Right. Like where it's like, we are going to run quarterback powers. We're going to run sweeps and we want you to lower the shoulder and literally start taking people out. Like we're okay with it. Cause we don't, it's not like Josh Allen where we just paid you $200 million right. and like, Oh no, um, don't do this.
1: How do you feel about the uh, dynamic of Cam Newton versus Ron Rivera on the other sideline? It does make me worried a little bit, but... Especially because, you know, Ron Rivera's roots are on defense. Are on
0: defense. But I think Ron Rivera has so much trust in Del Rio that he's going to kind of let Del Rio do his thing. I'm sure he's obviously going to have his input there and be like, hey, these are the weaknesses. Like, make sure that you, Mm -hmm. you know, try to attack these. But I kind of see Rivera just being that guy of like, even when things are bad, he's not going to be like, going over there and being like, what the hell is going on? He's going to be like, no, he's my – Del Rio's my guy. He's got I'm it. I'm him. It. He's got it. He'll figure it out. And I, I kind of feel like Newton's going to be able to handle just enough.
1: I uh, should also mention while we're on this game that Chase Young uh, unfortunately did tear his ACL, so that will be a missing piece, a massive piece uh, for the Washington defense. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And another reason why I wanted that over because I thought parent, the Panthers were going to be scoring more points without him there. So I love it. Okay, so we're going to do the two parlays again. We have two on each right now. So in our normal 5-1, 5-team uh, parlay, 5-leg parlay, where we'll do some over-unders, we'll do some just against the spread. We have two spreads. We have the Dolphins at minus three, and you convinced me on the Carolina at three and a half. So we'll take that. The overs are the two that we both agreed on already over on 50 on the bills and Colts and then the over 54 on UTSA versus UAB. So we both have two more to go. Um, so I guess at this point we got to just figure out what, which ones we want. We
1: have right. three
0: or sorry, three more. Sorry. I said two.
1: Uh, so three I'm more. looking at your picks and I think my favorite, especially cause we have, we'll do the five team regular parlay. First, we have two NFL games on already. I really like, you're under for Utah, Oregon at 59 and a half. Uh, I think we made a lot of good points there about, you know, both teams running the ball in Utah being perfectly fine with it being a seven, seven game at halftime. Uh, So I think between the two teams running the ball there, uh, I I like the under, especially that's a pretty high uh, under at 59 and a half. Okay. I like that as
0: well. So we can, we can go with that. And then I, for you, I want the Baylor one.
1: Okay. You want I want that Baylor, Baylor pick
0: money. them. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm honestly super upset that I missed it. And like you said, I tried to get on early today so I could get the picks in first. And apparently, I missed it, so I skipped over a few games because that one I absolutely would have hit. So well, I yeah, actually when you're ju- scrolling through
1: sixty football games, games, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I actually just looked and it. it's already moved. It's actually now at minus one for so Baylor. For Baylor, smart. Okay. So, yeah. So no, I just like uh, still. I, I might pick it, it them a negative matter. one. That's, that's it's the same. Thing, so. It's the same thing. But but that's why we do these podcasts early because you can take advantage of certain numbers. So okay. So that does it for is that four? Yeah, that's, that's four. four. So, we one, so we got one more to go. Um, I also like your. I'm looking at the wake plus four. I think is. Probably the next one of yours that I like.
1: Yeah, I'm trying not to grab any overs yeah exactly i'm trying to to say yeah that's what i'm doing too so like Um,
0: from you it's like it's the vanderbilt one but i'm with you and i kind of don't want to be stressing about that one when Ole miss goes up 21 (laughs) nothing um so i like so i like the wake at plus four i also like the oregon state at plus three i think i feel more comfortable with the wake plus four from yeah i feel
1: better about i feel better about wake than i do uh oregon state on yours i i really wish we could throw that Uh, Colts bills in, but otherwise I do really like the Ravens at six um, against the bears. That's when I was going to put in. And then you just beat me the sheet and I didn't want to match three games with you. So, Uh, I mean, we could. I mean, last week's part like, we had
0: some, you know, copy overs. So if, if you wanted the Colts, again, we could do the Colts twice with that Colts bills over 50. Like I'm good. I mean, it's, I I,
1: I, go either way. I mean, let's, let's do, let's do completely separate. Let's do the Ravens. Let's take the Ravens at six. It's yeah. actually supposed to be nice in the Midwest this weekend too. Like okay. Sunday, I think it's supposed to be like 50 degrees. Uh, so and Chicago okay. is only like, and Chicago is only like two hours uh, south of here. So, right.
0: Okay, cool. So, all right. So five leg parlay: dolphins minus three at jets, Carolina minus three and a half versus Washington, the under 59 and a half Utah Oregon uh Baylor now at minus 1 at Kansas State and then Wake uh, or sorry I did I copied the wrong one and then we wanted Ravens at Bears minus 6 so perfect okay now we move over to our all overs parlay like I said we already have two the Colts and Bills and the UTSA uh UAB one so
1: we got three more to go um what other ones do you I think we got to we got to put in Chiefs Cowboys I mean, that's a just have yeah, to have that one. Got to have that. I agree. I agree there. Um And your only
0: other one is
1: my only other one is the uh Central actually, Michigan game. Well, we, Yeah, because we match on UTSA, UAB. And then my yep. only other one is the Maction game. So if you want to, I mean, that's a Wednesday night game. Is it a Wednesday night game? Is I'm it, trying to look right it now. Is it Wednesday or Friday? This is that fun time of year where we do yeah. get football so basically every night, every of the day week.
0: of the week. And that's why I was asking what day it was. I'm, l- I'm pulling up this. Dude, that game's happening literally as we speak.
1: No, it's not. It's tomorrow night. It's Wednesday game.
0: You're right. Okay. Yep. You're right. Sorry. I was looking at the wrong date. Yep. You're right. Okay. So it's tomorrow. <laughs> okay. I geez. love
1: action. Okay, okay I we're, love it. Let's do it. Okay, Tomorrow. Two sub five hundred teams on a Wednesday night for a parlay. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Okay. All
0: right, we're gonna do that. So we got one more. So that means we can either do, um, we can either do the Clemson game or the Panthers game.
1: I think there are
0: only other two options. I feel better about the Clemson Wake Forest so game. So do I. Okay, that's great. Boom. There we go. So we got over 50 on Colts-Bills, over 54 on UTSA and UAB. That's a lot of letters. Uh, we have over 55 on Chiefs-Cowboys, over 59 on Maxion Games, Central Michigan versus Ball State. And then over 56, Clemson versus Wake Forest.
1: The collection of games in the all-over parlay just just fills my heart. I mean, it's everything, you got everything (laughs) you could want. I mean, the NFL, we probably have game of the week in the NFL and Chiefs, Cowboys, Colts, Bills, and then you get to the college side and yeah, there's Clemson and Wake Forest, two teams that are, I mean, Clemson's really big name. Wake is big this year. Yeah, this year, but. And then you throw in Central Michigan, Ball State, UTSA, and UAB. And it's like, this is. Love it. This is a magical piece of work
0: it really is i'm so excited to make the little graphic for this and i got to make it tonight because we got to post it tomorrow now that that we have a literally wednesday night game this is fantastic i love (laughs) it this is great okay all right feeling good about it this week here we go good luck to everybody in your betting game your fantasy game your normal teams unless you're an oregon ducks fan and other than that tonight we've been talking football